You're listening to Father Kirby Longo's Homilies, powered by Mountain Catholic. Father Kirby is a priest of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Helena, the parochial vicar of St. Anne's Parish in Butte, Montana, and chaplain of Butte Central Catholic Schools. Enjoy. So like Cody said, I'm Father Kirby. I've been at Butte just about two years now. I'm coming up on two years from Billings, and I was actually raised, I was raised a Methodist by my mother, and and when I got into high school, I kind of jumped around uh, for a variety of reasons and um, ended up feeling called into the Catholic Church and then eventually, eventually feeling called to be a priest. I'll spare you the details on that. Uh, I'd love to get to know you all, but, uh, but this isn't about me, this is about the Lord. So I just wanted to kind of introduce myself to, like Peter, give a, a reason for the hope that's in my heart. So reason why I'm up here talking. So... There's two scriptures that I think can guide our way tonight. The first, I hope, will move us to repentance and then to hope. But then the second, I, I think, will, can move us to mission. I think the, the first we're going to take from John chapter 17. It, it's the final prayer that Jesus gives before going to the cross. Uh, we'll call it a high priestly prayer. And I think us as Christians, we need to kind of hear it anew today, that it can strike us to the heart. I hope it strikes you to the heart the way that, it's, that it strikes me. So I'll read. Jesus says, I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world, so that these my disciples may have a full measure of the joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. For they're not of the world, any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me, and that you love them even as you love me. Never ceases to fascinate me how well Jesus knows our hearts. First, Jesus, he tells us he gives us this prayer so that we might have joy. But what does he follow that with immediately? He says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them. For they're not of the world, even as I am not of the world. As Christians, as those who have the word of God in our hearts, we're not of this world and will never be at home in this world. So, So when we see our culture kind of slowly rejecting us, rejecting Christian morality... As we see in the Supreme Court, and then in the New York abortion laws that were just passed, in the kind of growing indifference to the gospel that we see kind of generally in our culture, we we can't be surprised. Why is that? I think it's because we're to blame. It's our fault. What does Jesus pray for more than anything else? He says, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. 
I give them glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. So we're called to be one, and we're still divided. How can we preach the gospel, Jesus Christ, the gospel which at its very core calls us to an intimacy with God that's so incredible that we become partakers of the divine trinity, partakers of Trinitarian life? How can we do that if we're divided amongst ourselves? It's a scandal to the world, and it it shackles the gospel. Yet we see, I think we see in God's mysterious providence, that he's chosen this particular time, this kind of difficult time, both in, in the church and in the world, to move so many hearts toward unity. I think the providence that led to this kind of single, small event is kind of amazing to me. There's so many, so many things that the Lord brought together just to make this work. Yet, yet if we look at the world, we see that everywhere in powerful ways. People working toward unity. Paul tells us where, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And so we see in this culture of death, the Lord raising up saints, raising us up to preach the gospel in new and powerful ways. In the Catholic Church, we call it the new evangelization. Uh, we call it that because we live in a post-Christian world. And actually, it, I think we'd recognize our world if we suddenly woke up in Jesus' time in Rome. At that time, the witness to the resurrection was most powerfully seen in the way that Christians loved one another. And I I truly believe that we're only going to re-evangelize the world uh, if we do the same, if we love each other the way that the Christians loved each other in the first century. And how can we do that if we don't even worship together? But here we are. We're giving it our second go to kind of begin that journey of worshiping together, kind of re-realizing what that means in in, in our Christian faith. And it's beginning to bear fruit. I see it. I see it in all of you. So I think think this brings us to our our second reading, you know, the the reading for mission. And it's Jeremiah 33. And this this particular passage has been on the heart of uh, all of us as we've kind of been putting this together. And I, I think it's no accident that the Lord put it on our heart. So this is, this is what Jeremiah says. This is the Lord speaking. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things that I do, do for it. And they will be in awe and they will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace that I provide for it. Was God talking about Butte when he, in those scriptures? No, but he was talking to the Israelites about the city of Jerusalem. And the city of Jerusalem at that moment was about to be overcome by the Babylonians. The temple was going to be destroyed and they were going to be sent into exile. What a time to make a promise. You know? and, and make no mistake about it, we are in a similar place. You know, we're kind of being sent into an exile of sorts as Christians. Our voice is kind of being choked out of the public discourse. Yet it was in exile, it was precisely in exile, that, that the Jewish people came together in a way that they never had before. They came to know the Lord in exile in a way that they never knew him in the temple. And so did the new temple have 
the glory of the old Solomonic temple? No. Those who remembered the old temple wept when they saw the new temple. But it was the new temple that Jesus Christ chose to enter. I I think that this reading speaks to us in in a very powerful way, in a profound way. Because we're a town that has deep Christian roots. You look at the history of Butte, and it's, and it's glorious. We talk about it all the time. It's all we talk about in Butte. <laughs> yet, yet we look around now, and we see a town full of kind of run-down, boarded-up, abandoned churches. There's three of them with, on this block, literally within a block of us. Yet the Lord makes us a promise. This city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all the nations in the earth. Yeah, so if we, if we remain divided, you know, Butte will continue to be known for the Berkeley Pit and St. Patty's Day. <laughs> but if we let the Lord unite us in a real, beautiful way, not a loose affiliation, but the unity that the Father and the Son have in the Holy Spirit, we will find a, a true and deep abiding unity. We'll see the Lord work in a way that surpasses anything that Butte has ever seen. Jesus didn't choose the glorious Jerusalem, the kingdom of Israel, the kingdom of Solomon. He chose the new Jerusalem, occupied by Rome, a small, a poor Jerusalem. And he chooses the new Butte, you know, small and poor, but striving for faithfulness. I see a real faithfulness here. And seeking the unity that Jesus Christ prayed for on the night of his passion. That's the unity that we seek together. And it's beautiful. And this great suffering on that night redeemed the world. And that's what we're called to do. And so, brothers and sisters, let's pray together. I want to pray for three things here. First, that Jesus might enter our hearts in a new way today. In a new way. It's not the way of the past. It's not the kind of glorious old ways. It's the new way. Whatever the Lord has in store for us. The second... That he may draw us closer together in Christian unity. And, I, and real unity. We need to seek that. Uh, whatever the Lord has in store there. And finally, that he can make Butte a sign to the nations of his great love. To the whole world. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, move our hearts tonight. Be with us. Bring us into your sacred heart. Your beautiful, perfect, sacred heart. Inform us to you. Make your will our will. Move us to come before you in repentance, come before you with great hope, and come before you seeking a mission. What's your mission for us, Lord? Speak to us. Tell us your mission. Draw us together as Christian brothers and sisters. Break down the walls that divide us. Bring our charisms together, all the beautiful charisms that you've given us. Bring them together and unite them and bond them for us. Form us to you. And finally, Lord, make our town a sign of unity to the nations, a sign of Christian charity, of Christian love, a sign of hope in this dark time. Make us a sign of your great providence for the world. Help us to go out on mission to serve you and to love you 
and to be bold in witnessing to your holy gospel and your resurrection from the dead. That we may bring many souls to heaven. That when we get to the heavenly gates, we may turn and see many souls who have followed us to the gates. And the poor who are in heaven may point to us and say, He clothed me. He served me. He visited me. And he cared for me. Lord, form us to you. And we ask all this in your holy name. Amen.